Is that the Dean Poster's daughter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She ran away from her mum and, and flew from London on her own. That's great. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's, haul at the waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbours. CJ Kaya. Let's get the neighbours. Hello, this is Neighbours. We are the Neighbours Recap Podcast. We have a little yarn about the last five episodes of the Aussie Soap Neighbours that just went to air. Pull it apart, you know, overanalyze it, get right into deep into the weeds. I'm Vaya Pashos and today I have uh, two members of what we're calling my work thruple. <laughs> it's just... Uh, <laughs> I've killed them already. It is. It's legitimately creepy. I've killed them. Oh, you've broken KB. (laughs) And ply them with donuts. And I have KB, kind of barker, my live-in partner. Lover. Lover. Yeah, you made the thruple weird. (laughs) (laughs) The thruple has always been weird. And this is... Oh, KB is also a writer, by the way. And writer, comedian, presenter, the fabulous Adam Richard. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a media, multimedia superstar. Thank you. And also eating a donut. I'm going to this whole thing with a donut in my mouth. Now, Adam was officially branded fabulous by a, a commercial radio station he used to work for. I did make it up. You made it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I... <laughs> Now you don't work there anymore, but people still know you as the fabulous. Um, well, we're all working at the ABC now, so I'm the affordable editor. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, we usually, we should say where we are, because we broadcast from the Mobile Pirate Net Studios, <laughs> somewhere in Erinsborough. Yes. I guess somewhere kind of mediocre and not entirely great. I think under, underneath Rebecca Elmaloglu's left breast. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of room under there. <laughs> The left one's the good one. It's okay. But yeah, is that the one that's not sick? I think. <laughs> they haven't specified. No, they haven't. The one she felt a sharp pain in was her right. Mm. Okay. Th- I pay attention to things. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so I'm right across all of Erinsborough's breast-related news. <laughs> just the large breast-related news. <laughs> so our regular segment, Boob Watch, just kicked off. <laughs> is that a regular segment? No. Oh. <laughs> You're going to tell me what's real and what's not. Okay, I'll sure. just believe you. <laughs> I take everything at face value. I'm very literal. <laughs> so, a bit of Neighbours Council business before we jump into mm-hmm. the week. Uh, people have bought books on our Book Depository affiliate link, neighbourspod.com. You can shop for your books and we get like a cent to put towards Yay! the donut fund. <laughs> uh, someone has bought Q&A a day, a five-year journal, you know, like your sentence a day type of thing. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Thank you for my donut. And uh, they probably bought a bit of the cinnamon. And... <laughs> Someone bought the Halliday wine comparison of 2018, which clearly I think must be a nod to Ellie, Susan Kennedy's niece, who just likes to get on the sauce. I don't see why else someone would have bought that because um, it's an Australian wine guide. Uh, and Maybe they're looking to match their wines to their episodes. It's like, oh, this is the breast cancer episode. I'll need something <laughs> sombre like a Pinot Gris. <laughs> well, Paul's had someone bashed up. I'm going to need something fruity like Alexia. <laughs> I would um, 100% invest in that product. <laughs> and uh, Patreon shout-out, new patron, Jane S. She's she's pledged it to rage level. And I do owe everybody a blooper and a outtake, so I might do a – I'll put those out this do week. Do you want me to drop the C-bomb now? <laughs> I've already got like five minutes of you guys doing um, that Christmas tribute song. 
<laughs> you recorded that? I was testing the levels. Well, what was that called again? That was uh, Do They Know It's Christmas. Yeah. yeah. So we'll put- I was thinking Do They Know It's Christmas 2 featuring Steps. <laughs> <laughs> Good to differentiate. So in case I haven't already established, um, Adam and KB and I all work together at the moment on a quiz show mm. and I just stare at their mugs all day and um, we look. do We do very silly things on the other side of the desk. We do. On Friday, you uh, develop your Jose Feliciano uh, impression. Oh, yeah. on Based on Jose Feliciano uh, <laughs> giving a Sting tribute in front of Sting in which he murdered Sting's every breath you take. And Sting hated it, every oh. minute of it. And I spent the rest of the, the evening going, every breath you take. <laughs> Every breath you take. Until every member of the office had left. Every breath you take. Every breath you take. Every every breath you take. And <laughs> also it's important to know that Adam do- usually doesn't sound like this. He's every put- breath you take. He's, um, <laughs> he's caught a cold just to develop Madge Bishop voice. For I've, us I've today. totally got Madge voice, haven't I? Harold! <laughs> oh, he's got over the cliff. <laughs> Now, you guys, we all binge-watched five episodes of this bad boy yeah. this week, all at once. I did it on the official app, believe it or not. Get they out. did not have Friday's episode on Saturday morning. How long do they take to put those things up? Oh, it should be instant. Oh, no, I had to go looking for it on an illegal internet. Yeah, that's which is the optimal method of consumption. Well, I found that, because I've got this dodgy thing, here's something for you, because... I love a British soap opera. Yeah, right. So I had been mainlining a lot of those and wanting to watch them on my big TV because I've got a gigantic television. So I got this app for my Android phone called Tubio where if you can watch a video on anything, Tubio will put it on the Chromecast. Tubio. Yeah, that's it. Oh. <laughs> and so what were you watching? Well, I was watching the 10 Play website. Ah. But it went straight up on the thing. And I don't know whether it was a Tubio thing or something, but none of the ads turned up. I got to watch Ooh. all of the 10 plays without commercials. No wonder that network is going down the hole. Yeah, because <laughs> it's either that, it's either no ads or 29 Nespresso ads in a row. <laughs> I did When I was watching Coronation Street for a while, I kept getting the same ad with Billy Slater drinking... <laughs> Like he plays for the Melbourne Storm in the NRL, drinking like Powerade or something, and he would squirt it into his mouth in a really forceful fashion. And after I saw that too many times, I started to become aroused. I went, "I'm going to stop." <laughs> the, it's too much. The worst was when I had Gina Liano remind me to get a Pap smear. <laughs> I, like, I don't need this twelve times from Template. They send you a letter. <laughs> was that while she was flogging her perfume at Chemist? It was around about that time. Yeah. You don't want to mix those up. Uh, so, we're going to go into Monday the 10th of July, 2017. Right. The blurb for this episode delighted me. I don't usually read them out, but this one was, After a storm rolls through Erinsborough, Sonia is dismayed by the damage it does to the nursery. Oh. A bin blew over. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not too far off. They had this huge disaster storyline a couple of years back when they did a cross-promotion with that movie, The Storm. Yes. And they had a tornado hit Erinsborough and it did about as much damage. Yes. Like blew some leaves around. Yeah. That was it. A couple of plastic chairs up ended, which should yeah. have been put away to begin with, yeah. really. Yeah. Why were they out? That's the thing. Why <laughs> Her business is an outdoor garden centre. Yeah. That is underneath the weather every single day. And it can't handle a bit of wind. And it's Melbourne, so the weather changes often. Why doesn't she have tarps all over that crap? I, look, and I I don't want to be skipping ahead, but after five episodes of Sonia, (laughs) 
that's Toadie's ex, isn't it? With the hard face. Yeah, they're going through mm, a yeah. separation. Um, she has, her character has some very questionable motivations. Oh, yeah. Like she's, you know, either they're playing a long game and she's going to end up in the, in the nut hutch at some point, in the loony bin, or she's just not very well written. <laughs> I can't decide which well, is which. Actually, she's got quite the backstory. Right. She joined as a guide dog puppy trainer and then they retconned it. They rewrote her history so that she'd come and was secretly the mother of Toadie's foster kid, but she'd had to give him up because she was a junkie hooker, like what hookers kind of implied. But she was like... Oh, so she's bad. She's got a bad history. And she came good. Oh, that's right. She had had to visit her sponsor at one point. Yeah, she she had to visit her sponsor and she uh, she But her sponsor was someone who seemed to have... Community service. Wasn't her sponsor Elma Logaloo? Yeah, who's had a gambling problem. No, sorry. Sorry, to rage had a wine problem. She used to like hide a a bottle of red wine in the washing machine in the laundry. Excellent. That is great. (laughs) I'm missing so much. So I think she's to, uh, so Sonia. I think is just at a f- kind of a flat line at the minute because they're like, well, okay, she's in recovery. She can't do anything too interesting. Yeah, but the whole thing with the kid that comes back and stuff. Oh, Willow. Yes. So her going, nah, I'm freaking out because she's the daughter of the woman that pretended to be the ex, and then he rooted her. But I, it's like. She seems too upset about that. Also, as... Like, wouldn't she have dealt with that by now? Yeah. It's been months. And <laughs> also, it's not like... It still feels very raw to me. Like, I watched the D stuff because, you know, because Madeline's a friend of mine. Oh, I've dropped a name. <laughs> <laughs> not the first time that'll happen today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Adam. Ooh, Adam. Adam Clanger-Richard. <laughs> Seriously, the, the cleaners have to come through once an hour in our office to pick up all the names I've dropped. <laughs> Uh, we will get to it, but also Shane Rebecca at one point pointed out that... Oh, this is he is... the one with the... The inventions? The inventions. Yes. Which, oh, man, I was so annoyed at the inventions. I was like, I can see what they're trying to go for the... Like Coronation Street and Emmerdale do these really funny... They have comedy storylines, which oh, are yeah. great. On Neighbours, they typically... Are, we know them as the Ceramic Pig storylines. Yes. Because there was an episode where Carl got a giant oversized lawn ornament, which yes. was a pig... Painted floral, and Susan wouldn't have a bar of it. And then the Gabers next door kidnapped it and played pranks on Carl with it. Right. And so anytime there's so a that sh- sounds funny. Yeah, shit comedic sea storyline. Oh it's the man, same it's but like they do funny storylines. Like EastEnders do not do funny storylines. They try, and it's just awful because it's butting up against you know half an hour of misery every week <laughs> and like two minutes of alleged amusingness. Well, when Neighbours is good at it, they're really good. But lately it has been wall-to-wall misery. So yeah. they're few and far between. But, but That shit invention was no good. I'll get to Shane though later when he yep. points out that it should be a good thing that Willow's back because you get all your money back that they stole from you. Anyway, we'll get to that why, later. Why, did that, why were they desperate to have her back? Is it the same actress that played her before? Yes, this one is because right. she just did it. We'll get to her. Right. Let me ask you first, Adam, though. What's your history with Neighbours? My history with Neighbours, I watched the very first episode. Oh, lovely. And I watched it probably religiously for maybe seven, eight years, maybe longer, maybe 12 years. Yeah. I remember, you know, the Darius Perkins Scott, the original. <laughs> o- OG. And still the best. <laughs> um, Wouldn't it be great because everyone's always banging on about guests? Jason and Kylie back. Wouldn't it be great if they go, Scott Robinson's coming back and they get that guy? Well, he did come back though, the actor. And he, he played, did, did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played one of Paul's 
hideous henchman. No, but I mean, come back as, as Scott. Scott. Oh, he would and be. That, that'll just piss off everyone. Yeah, that would upset people. But that's like when in you know in EastEnders they brought back the original Sam Butcher and no one cared because they you know they brought back Daniel Westerbrook and her missing half a face. Um. <laughs> you are speaking to the UK listener of Neighbours, but. <laughs> But I'm not so to the sorry. but not to the people in this room who have I am no idea. So sorry. Well, Daniela Westerbrook had a, like a, a cocaine problem and she lost her deviated septum, um, and then they replaced her with another actress who was okay. But then they brought back Daniela Westerbrook after years oh, and years cool. and years, yeah. just as a bit of hey, look, she's back. She was still no good. Yeah. So um, just bring back whoever. I don't care. Yeah. Anyway, they they should bring like why not just recast them like they do in other shows? Or, or is, are people so married to Scott and Charlene they just can't let go? I just don't even think they've thought that far. Because they brought back Madeline West to be D, but then they did this awful imposter situation. Oh, yeah, that is no good. That's the situation where I'm like, why don't you literally get a different person? I mean, look, D was a kind of a one-way character. I can understand that. Madeline's got acting chops. Yeah, but... She played hookers for a while. Yeah. She She was in Underbelly. But (laughs) then it became this like mystical, identical doppelganger, conveniently looks and sounds like the same lady. Oh, yeah, but didn't she have an accent, uh, actually, or she never... Oh, she put on a bit of a rough bogan accent yeah. when, <laughs> when the mask was coming off. Um, we'll, we'll, okay, so we'll get to Willow. Now, right, I distracted completely because I this just... Is, this is how it rolls here at I just Pirate Net. Am, I find Sonia... Like, I think the actress is great. Like, oh, she's, she, she's amazing. She's really good. Yeah. But, like, her motivations are... Like, you can almost see... Like, I've been watching... The worst Marvel series of all time, which is Iron Fist. Mm. Um, what a terrible name. Oh, man. And they have no idea how terrible it is when they're in the dialogue. They're going, why don't you turn on the fist? I'm like, oh, man, shush. Mm. <laughs> Stop talking like this. But you, Rosaria Dawson's in it for a few episodes. And you can see her trying desperately to wrangle her dialogue into something approximating something yeah. interesting. And... You can almost see the girl playing Sonia doing that going, how do I yeah. justify this shitness? And Eve, <laughs> Eve Morey can do comedy and drama bang on perfectly either yeah. in either direction. But so to touch on briefly, she's there's some stalker cam. We, stalker cam is a, a trope that they lean to. Lean I, was, to. I was disappointed that stalker finished so quickly. I yeah. wanted like a fortnight of stalker. Oh, there have been. Like, oh, okay. The typical stalker cam on Neighbours will be drawn out. Yeah. This one also, was helpful quick, stalker. Yeah. <laughs> put your bins away. I'll, I'll write your pot plants. <laughs> and then Love I was helpful like, stalker. I was waiting for the rule of three too, because she's like, oh, someone's doing all these odd jobs for me. They clean my nursery after the storm. They put my bins in. And I was waiting for the third thing, because it's like, okay, that's just two things that person did. Oh, <laughs> uh, do you think maybe it was when, because she was caught doing the third thing? Uh, maybe she was weeding or something in the backyard. Yeah, who knows what she was doing? Choosing right a new colour of paint. For oh, that's yes. right. There was the, the weird paint thing. Yeah, there was one shit out storyline. Mm-hmm. Why? Like, and it was after dinner mint. Yeah. After dinner mint, yes, chocolate, but then which she, is which she, is brown. Well, and I think they've gone with green. And Tony, but actually, Tony described it as brownish green. I'm like, what is that for a colour? <laughs> No, it sounds like poo. It's, it's poop. It's baby poo. poo brown. It's poo. Okay, Ugh. let's not. Wait. It's, it's, or it's sagwala. It's. I've, I've had too many. I've had, <laughs> had too many antibiotics. Poo. <laughs> so okay, the the bombshell Sorry, of the living with that this week. <laughs> so the bombshell of the week is that Willow has come back, Imposter oh. D's daughter. As oh, my favourite line of the week was Pufferfish Rebecca. Is that the D Imposter's daughter? Why is he called Pufferfish? Because all the Rebeccas have fish names. Yeah, I know that there was Toadie and Tadpole. And he's Puffy. That is one step too far. It is. Like, it, why, not, why, not, why don't they call him Star? 
Like starfish is a better name well, than pufferfish. Well, actually, the Perfect Blend, our favourite neighbours information resource, let us know that starfish was the name that Toadie and Dee had picked out as their future <gasps> kids' name. Oh, that's devastating. <laughs> and then she went off the cliff in a Tarago or whatever it was. <laughs> Shit car. They arrived in the good car. She went off the cliff in the in the cheap car. Yeah. <laughs> and, if you look, and if you look up Neighbours on YouTube, um, our team went and did a CSI investigation of the crime <laughs> of the site. And um, turns out it's a beat. And we're like, why do all these cars keep pulling up here in the middle of the day? <laughs> they're, they're also looking for Madeline West. <laughs> uh, a lot of my people love meds. If there's two things the gays love... <laughs> It's cold. looking for D and giving wristies. <laughs> looking for D and looking for D. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys doing out? We're just looking for D. What about you fellas? <laughs> Same. Big D. <laughs> so we'll come back to Willow because that she's turns out she's, she's the stalker. In the future. Now, we, I really need to cover off that Mishti and Aaron down the mines, as we call him, because he used to be a miner. Oh, really? Um, the That's very butch for... Oh my gay pants. Well then he then he became an exotic dancer straight after that. Right. And he was like the kid from Kalgoorlie in a miners like Has he costume. always been gay or is he coming always. to the realisation? Always okay, day dot. He's my favourite gayber because he we have because <laughs> he came fully formed. Straight in. So in the opening credits, he's one of the nude guys. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. They're and brothers. He, and he wants to hook up with one of the guys from the, the diversity credits section. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of the Tanaka twins, <laughs> yes. Opening credits is like, okay, white guy with kid, white girl with kid, white guy and girl with kid. Oh, diversity corner. <laughs> and nude guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm really proud of Neighbours though because this took a long time. Oh, I know. Not since old mate who's now on, on the Gold Coast was in it. Who? The guy. Oh, he used to be in Wombat, the kids' show. And Bob LaCastro. Yeah, him. And now he's like a counsellor on the he's Gold a Coast. He's on the Gold Coast. Who, yeah. who did he play? Who did he play? Oh, I don't know. He was in the street for a while. He might have lived in a house with CJ Fortuna, or am I thinking of someone else? <laughs> Remember oh. CJ Fortuna was a ventriloquist? A crazy ventriloquist, And yes. then went upstairs to get a cup of tea and never came home. <laughs> like, he just never came back from upstairs. From Neighbours? Yeah. Serious? Yeah, CJ Fortuna was a ventriloquist in Neighbours a yes, million years ago. They didn't ago. know he was a ventriloquist. Weird noises were coming from his room. Oh, and yeah. They suspected it was all tw- kind Yeah, they of thought things. he was schizophrenic or he had multiple personalities and then he had a little wooden friend. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, my friends, is a ceramic pig story. <laughs> that it was a ceramic pig story. Oh, Bob Dick. Bob Dick. Is that him there? No. Yeah. That no, that's, that's, no, that's, that's just a real estate him. agent. That's a real estate okay, agent. Sorry. Bob, Bob LaCastra. LaCastra. Yeah, we'll find he it was later. lovely. We'll find it later. What was his ca- his character? <sighs> he was like just post Kylie. I think he might have overlapped a little bit with when Kylie was leaving after she had an affair with Michael Pope, who does audience warm up for many many Here television programs in Melbourne. Do you, do you not remember that? The, I had forgotten that, that. Popey Popey boned Kylie. <laughs> IRL. No, no, in the show. Oh, wow. Okay, sorry. She cheated on Scott Robinson with Popey. <laughs> Michael Pope is a an audience warm up artist at, in the Melbourne television scene. Oh yeah, uh, okay. He does all the good shows and but the Logies. Robert, he was my mentor as a warm up. Of course comedian. he was. He's everyone's mentor. He played Eddie Buckingham. Eddie, Eddie. that was him. He's a Gold Coast councillor elected yeah. in ninety seven. All right, yeah. KB, you joined in the Nabite episode we just did the other week about uh, Mishti and Aaron buying the shed. Oh, they bought a shed, which is apparently a gym, but it's a shed. Is it? 
I, I couldn't work out whether it was a, a shed or a shipping container. So there's a, a whole shanty town in Neighbours now, apparently. <laughs> Paul Paul is a slumpole millionaire, and slumpole he millionaire. he has a sub backpackers, which right. is a shipping a container. Sheds. Yeah, a right. shipping container. Eco friendly. Right. Mm. You can go to and, the toilet outside. And if then you want. separate slash adjacent to that, I'm not sure of the geography, but somewhere now there's a shed which is apparently a going concern as a gymnasium. Yes. And which Aaron and Mishy were going to buy together, and then weren't going to buy together, and, and then, then did buy together. Yeah. Well, then she bought it after he pulled out, and then he pulled back in, and now they've bought it together. But it's not a business; it's a box. See, this is one <laughs> thing I found weird. With a rope, a rope, and a dumbbell. Yes, this is one thing I found weird was. Because, you know, later episodes I realised that um, Old Mate Diversity was crushing hard on yeah. the talking biceps. and <laughs> <laughs> But from watching, because I watched from Monday on, mm. I got the impression that Lady Diversity was buying this thing because she was crushing on him. Oh, no, I think they're just legit good mates. I know, but then when he pulled out and then she was doing it anyway, it kind of... It was almost like that weird storyline with the car. Like, oh, yeah, I'm just trying to spend time with him by buying a business. There was a weird moment where... Uh, it was odd, wasn't it? Mishti's mum. Uh, her sister, Dippy. Oh, sister. Who's actually in real life younger than me. Whoa. Everyone's younger uh, than me on television now. We're talking about her <laughs> visions and how she knew there was a future between Mishti and yes. Aaron. And I thought for a minute that was a thing. That was oh, a weird thing. No, I didn't read any. That's just them being... Hashtag diversity again Because they're going She's Indian She's spiritual Oh yeah She had a picture of Shiva She's got a third <laughs> eye <laughs> a Necklace of skulls So And he's like And you could tell it was veiled Like The the customers will be put off By the skulls I'm like You're just trying to make a point About not having religious artifacts In the room Like yeah. Don't make it about the skulls Yeah it's weird It's like if she'd brought a crucifix in You know yeah. Who'd be like Well don't put that there It's a hollowed out water tank They don't have room for decorations like that Oh is it a hollowed out water tank Well that's I mean it's It's (laughs) three It's three sheets of uh, Of alfoil Um, Yeah it's not even a set Yeah it's very cheap. It's incredibly cheap, but it was they bought it as a business. It's up and running as a business. I know. The shed. A good business. A gym. With nowhere to have a shower, as Toadie pointed okay, out. Okay, well, my gym doesn't have anywhere to have a shower because it's just a small ladies' gym, small independent ladies' gym. But it has gym. a door. It's got, <laughs> it's got a front wall. And we all know that all you need to have a gym is a door. you got a door. You got a gym. You got a gym. These yeah. guys don't even have doors. I know. How do, they, how do people not make off with the dumbbells at night time? They're heavy, I suppose. They probably see these guys need a tarp, like Sonia. They need a tarp, yeah. <laughs> um, what if there's wind? Like, had Sonia got knocked over by wind? What if there's wind in the shed? Um, yeah, they've got to tie those ropes down. You know, the other good thing about not having a door in a gym is everyone with the protein powders and the flatulence. It's. <laughs> It's a, that's a that is a great innovation. Oh, I am if I know one thing about corrugated iron is that it's it doesn't it's not breathable. <laughs> no, it doesn't ventilate. Well, and yeah, but one whole wall is missing, so it's fine. So in in the heat of the day when everyone's exercising and they're sweating, and I you know I don't exercise, but I understand that exercise creates sweat. Oh, I KB. sweat. I sweat over four degrees. What you are doing now is giving these people. Who write this show? Ideas for a future episode <laughs> heat where stroke. someone has heat stroke in <laughs> no, the gym. It's okay. I'm forever giving them ideas, and they always just do the exact opposite. Whenever <laughs> I go, do you know what would be good? And they go, Oh yeah, cool. We'll just do the other thing that's not 100 percent not. But that. they do. They've already got a workaround for the heat stroke. In that, all of the exercise they did in grand reopening week of the gym was outside. 
They're yeah. like, come to the shed. We'll just exercise on the grass bit out the front. Well, I think the shed is just for the equipment. That's where they keep the cash register. But then right yeah. out the front of it, they all do classes, like body weight training yeah, and fine. stuff. But also- They live in Australia where it never rains. Except when you need it as a plot device to knock over some chairs. Some at the, kind of storm. At the, Otherwise, <laughs> at the take your four-year-old out to the outside pool for a swim in July <laughs> in, a, in the southern hemisphere. Um, also, the other thing is I used to live next door to a, an outdoor bar. It was a bar in a shipping container, sec- yes. Section 8 container bar. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And one night, one New Year's Eve, we were all just going to wander down there for a drink. And we walk down there and they're like, sorry, we're full. Like, you're not on the list. I'm like, we live upstairs. Like, we're your neighbours. Like, sorry, no. And so we just stood in the street and went, it's an outdoor bar. We're already here. Yeah. We're already at it. And we just stood in the street drinking next to the bar. And it's like, thanks for your cover charge, but it's a chain link fence and a shipping container. Like, you could just go to this gym, stand nearby, copy all their instructions for free and not pay a membership. Yeah, but that would be rude because you're part of the community. Yeah, I think ha- Aaron's hashtag way too long hashtag that won't fit into a tweet hashtag. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think Aaron's bro has proven to us that the only untrustworthy person is Paul Robinson. Paul Robinson. He's the only one who would go to that gym and not exercise <laughs> or exercise without paying. Yeah. And he probably will. That's a future storyline. Yeah. I can see. I can foresee it. He'll just come and do some Pilates nearby without paying the fee. And then they'll Sneaky and they'll go at it. Little eyes. That'll force them out of business somehow. <laughs> him doing that once, and then he'll buy the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> and put a door on it. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just standing around scratching their noodles, going, "Why didn't we put a door on it's it?" It's a big. Now, thing one thing that does have a door is now. the uh, shipping container. Uh, Slumlord backpackers. Yeah. Because, in fact, there's two Has doors. anyone died in that? They die in Sydney oh, all the time. Pretty close. Paul's apparently roughed up Mannix and uh, caused him to disappear slash probably die. <laughs> and he did that by sneaking in through one of the two doors into this bunk room. Yes. And uh, putting the heavy word on Mannix. Yes. About don't go near my family and don't See, talk. See, I missed all this. I just saw the this aftermath. Just in the, yeah, yeah. Don't talk to the, who are they? The police? The, no, the Renshaws. Oh, the Renshaws. Don't talk. This don't Sydney, you talk to the Renshaws. Sydney drug mule family. Oh. But we later learned that Paul now claims that he went in and roughed him up. And then that was just a prelude to sending in some security mates who oh. went in and properly roughed him up. And then we later learned again that that probably, it was worse, worse than, than that. Worse than that. Right. Uh, is, uh, yeah, but the thing that struck me the most about that whole storyline is that there's son. two doors into this one bunk room in the shipping container. So he's got way more doors than the shed can yes. afford. Also, uh, a few weeks ago, um, Sonia fell off the wagon and reversed a ute into the backpackers and oh. broke Piper's pelvis and David. That's why Piper's yeah. on. Oh, is right. that why she got the foot in the thing? Right. Yeah. Mm. Why was she in the shipping container? Oh, she's doing rehab, apparently. Physiotherapy. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't, didn't David die in that? No, he's fine. Oh, thank goodness. Um, <laughs> what I would like to know is why is Paige Olympia Valance, who's not even five weeks postpartum, Getting up and about and doing some weights at the gym. Like, give it one more week, hun. Oh, maybe no. she's like she's... been fiercely doing her kegels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's bouncing back into her post baby body. Did bod. she? Yeah, because depending where it came out, did it come out the bottom or did she get the ziplock? It, it came out, but it was breech. And it's, as we saw, oh. and this giganto baby that's playing the newborn is like the size of a. Of her. Of a tween. <laughs> of a tween. Yeah. So. Yeah. So she, it came out breech, so she's obviously got an episiotomy. In a barn, yeah. Yeah, she shouldn't be doing weights. She'll no. pop her stitches. And She'll drop her guts. <laughs> and she's bringing she's the gonna... baby to 
the workout. And there's the insurance wouldn't cover a newborn sitting in its pram nearby. I don't think insurance will cover a shed. <laughs> exactly. Like it's that's one of those things like you know if you buy a house and it's too small a square footage, you can't get a loan. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Like so a tiny house. The banks or won't give yeah. you a loan for a tiny house or, or for a, a one bedroom flat. A fire trap in it. Yep. Yeah. So how did they buy this? Well, by signing a signing a loan agreement in the cafe, apparently. And now, obviously, and they, she was they, they kind of weirdly strong armed into it. Yeah, they didn't have a business plan of it, any kind. No, and they even. Are they even fitness is it a instructors? Loan, is it a loan chart? Do they have... I wondered about that too because it was really quick turnover and they're not... No, there's been no mention of any of them doing a personal training course or anything. Or even like a, a first aid course. So on... In you the, have to like do like a thing so... Because you, you're not allowed to let anyone over 40 come to your gym without a doctor's certificate. That's I discovered when I turned 40. <laughs> and that's why Mishti was like shaming Carl Kennedy. Like, um, why don't you come back on your own and we'll do a special one-on-one. Oh, yeah. Carl shouldn't through. be there. He could die. And <laughs> he's in peak physical condition. The he's gym- well enough to jam with Shane. Oh, the- that was for very for distressing. Reasons right. completely unknown. Let's talk for a second about Carl Kennedy and Shane doing bush ballads. <laughs> Do we have to? No. Next. <laughs> um, <laughs> was that there just there because Alan Fletcher's like, yeah, I can sing. Yeah. They're well, trying it means to- in repeats they're going to get uh, royalties from the lyrics because if you sing a line... A, that you've written, a, but I think they're written. all just—they're just doing banjo Patterson lyrics, aren't they? Well, they were working on the lyrics. It was oh. like, does he sleep? Does does she walk away? Renee. No. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we've already talked too much about it. So um, I get to do my hilarious joke when someone says, "Are you going to the gym?" I'm like, "Yeah, he's a guy I see on Wednesdays." <laughs> Never go to an actual gym. <laughs> so I'm a fat person. My favorite was them trying to pitch it to Toadie. Oh, the song. No, um, the gym. The exercises are simple, but really full on. Hmm, you pretty much work out until you spew. Wow, you've painted an awesome picture. Oh, yeah, because he was in there whinging about the showers. Yeah, and then go. Why did he go? Because they all had to go. It was opening week. They all had to, like, oh, fly the flag. Man. And then my favourite line was Also, when... can someone explain the Mount Gambier keys to me? Um, I, I couldn't. Yeah. I don't know. They had special significance. The only thing I know about Matt Gambia is, um, remember on 60 Minutes once, there was that girl who started rooting her own dad. Yes. Oh, she didn't know yeah. they were related, but then she found out and then she didn't stop. That's the only thing I associate that's with Matt Gambia that's too. That's the only up, thing I know about Matt Gambia. <laughs> I grew up in a town which was 30 minutes from Matt Gambia, right on the Victoria South Australian oh, border. And there's a 30 is minute, it border town? It's, <laughs> well, more or less. It's a 30-minute drive and a 30-minute time difference. So when you drove to oh, Matt yeah. Gambia, oh. it took you an hour to get there. That is freaky. And zero time to get back. That is, yeah, that uh, is strange. There's a blue lake there. I don't know if that's Is why. there a mine there? Maybe he was down the mines there. No, no, no. I don't there's think there's a blue mining lake. in Mount is what it is. It's a big lake that's blue. Maybe that's where he had his first looking for the D experience. Maybe. They do a lot of, there's a lot of trucks in Mount Gambia. They do a lot of interstate trucking mm. from Mount Gambia. Oh, I had, a, I had a friend from Mount Gambia who was seeing his teacher. Ooh. Um, and then I found out he was 13 at that time. I'm like, <gasps> that's not seeing your teacher, honey. That seeing, is... Yeah. That that's is, crimes. That that's statutory. That's SVU situations. That is a very SVU situation. <laughs> I'm calling consent cops. <laughs> oh my god, guys! My gym's ringing me right now. Oh, oh my god, answer the gym. Is the it call. in a shed? Nah, because they. Hello, Shetty. My, my memberships are about to, about to run out. Oh, I'm yeah, like, guys, I'm not going to go to you guys. I'll just go to Bunnings and stand out the front of some corrugated iron. Yes, for free. Now that we know what happens on neighbours, get a free sausage. <laughs> 
Now, let's bring the mood down. I've got to talk about Tarage's kank for a mm. second. Tarage has breast cancer but won't tell her significant other. Um, Stupidest storyline of all time. Yes. Well, well actually, yeah, no. Out no, no, no. Except later we reveal that her significant other is a fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, he is so it's, stupid. It's for the best that she doesn't tell him that. Affordable Carl Williams, as I've been calling him. <laughs> Who's um, underworld deceased underworld figure <laughs> of Melbourne? Uh, however, the stupidest storyline was what they're referring to this week, but not explicitly saying is this time last year or two years ago when Paul Robinson was given fake cancer by oh, Tere- I- Tereja's doctor brother. Oh, so I forget why, but Tereja's brother, Doctor Nick, Doctor mm. Dick, is an oncologist. <laughs> And came to town, and I forget why, but made Paul think he had cancer. So Paul went around thinking he was dying, did all these good deeds, made all these amends, shaved his hair, walked around in his Philadelphia baseball cap, and and then it all came out that he was fine. But he had that moment of, that come to Jesus moment where he thought he was going to die. So now when he's relating to Tarage all week, he's like, I know, I went through this, babe. Like, I was there. I'm like, mate, you had pretend kank. Yeah, but if he thought he had cancer... The feelings are still the same. Okay. Like I get on a plot-based storyline thing, it's it doesn't make sense. But on a feeling like you faced up to your mortality, okay. then he he has had the same experience. Also, at least he believed it. You're on Paul's side. I am not on the side of a man <laughs> who says I will keep your cancer secret in exchange for certain conditions. He'll he'll obey basic norms of human decency yeah. only if she agrees to his demands. Yeah, but he's a bad person. He is a they'll, bad person. But even doing a good deed, he can't do it yeah, in a but good way. That is a consistent characterisation. I enjoy that. They mm. were pretty reasonable demands. It was like, get a second opinion. It's Erinsborough Hospital yeah. where the fake oncologist was practising medicine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I had a second opinion and it turned out to be everything was fine. So maybe you should go and have another look because yes. Dr. Carl, we think, is too busy with his bush poultry and not not really feeling your breast in the correct way because they're so gigantic. How did he even find a fucking lump Dr. Carl well, brought she, in, she found it. She found in it. Her Dr. Defense. Carl brought in an oncologist. Yeah, thank to, God. Yeah, to deliver the worst bedside manner possible. Oh, she was awful. I loved her. <laughs> right. You're going to die. I've got a plan. Here it is. I'm not going to pay any attention to your obvious distress. And I'm not going to show back up again. Carl will be your oncologist from now on. Yeah. It's, that was very strange, wasn't it? Obviously, someone on staff has had cancer because they, in the meeting, someone said, how can she pretend to have cancer and not have a catheter? And they've gone, well, just we'll mention the catheter and she'll say no. She'll to say it. no, thank you. Because then people will know I have cancer. Because, you know, people refuse to have catheters all the time. Yeah. And the doctors are like, yeah, no, that's, yeah, no. Generally, they just shove it in. Oh, you're keeping it a secret from your husband. My mistake. You <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> well, I mean, there are awful things. But... Yeah, but they're not an optional feature. The other thing with the catheter is I'm like, why did she need the catheter? Like, she had upstairs cancer, not downstairs cancer. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I didn't understand why they wanted to give her a catheter in the first they place. They didn't go to well, those the details. the oncologist was only paid to deliver one line of dialogue, so we're not going to get the full medical procedure. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why she needed the catheter. Like, I need, I need explanations on the catheter. Well, she was probably like, well, I seem to not need one, so what if I just don't have it? <laughs> like, is there something that happened? Like, is there a side effect of chemo that means you're constantly dribbling, so you need a catheter? <laughs> I don't know, but or what I do Or is there know, a side effect of the radiotherapy that well, means you... I do have some intel, because... I want to know about the catheter. Okay, I don't know. I don't <laughs> Give have, me some catheter news. I don't have catheter intel. We'll reach oh. out. Tweet us, neighbours pot. But I do have... We've got a bloody... 
great neighbours community. Mm. Not at all like Piper's Trolls, which we'll get into shortly. Oh my god! But, don't even get me started. Okay, we'll get. Mm. I need. I need you guys for that. But firstly, I need to do a shout out. One of our neighbours listeners. She's just so great. Uh, she's been emailing me. She's been going through a biopsy at the exact same time that Tarej has been going oh, wow. through. And so she's been like, I'll just give you all the goss. Yeah. But the, the poor thing hasn't had a great have result, our friend. Oh, um, no. Let's give her a fake name. I'm going to call her Therese, like the other version of Therese. Therese. Um, <laughs> and so big shout out to her and, you know, hit us up anytime and we'll have chats. And But she's like, look, the only silver lining in all this is I'm, I can just give you all the insight as to what they're getting wrong on Neighbours. Oh, man, so much. It's a really big <laughs> silver lining. Yeah, I'm like, whatever works. So Therese has emailed us and uh, with a few dot points that she's not sure about. What would Therese's biopsy results? Just cancer or no cancer? She won't get better if they give her the wrong drugs. Yeah. yeah. Is it precancerous? Is it a full-blown lumpy bumpy? And when has she had all her other scans to see if the cancer has spread? Yes. She at least needs lymph nodes checked. Yeah, she needs to see if it's been metastasized. And then Therese also says, Yesterday I was given a nuclear injection and a 45-minute bone scan, not allowed to be near pregnant people or infants for 24 hours due to radiation. Oh, my God. Therese, she's close in the dark. Therese lives with Gigantor Baby. <laughs> I feel like a lot of this was uh, assumed. I, I like they went directly from you've got the C to you're sitting in the uh, in the armchair opposite scarf ladies. I, I feel like there was a lot that was. Uh, but how could she have avoided her housemate's baby? Oh, you know the hours? other weird thing is that they it it's a long period of time. Like you know you think. Oh, we found a lump. We're going to give you chemo. That's not the next day. Well, this like is... it's weeks. This is, and it's weeks of panic and freaking out and not knowing what's going on. So this is Teresa's next point. How is the hospital ready to start chemo in two days? Yeah. Obviously, Dr. Carl has great sway at the hospital and can make special arrangements. And the chemo wing is probably underused because of his miraculous healing powers. <laughs> uh, and then Teresa has had kids, but there's still no discussion of fertility or early menopause. And... Teresa's main point is, how the fuck does she think she can hide the effects of chemo from her family she lives with? Piper can be self-absorbed at times, but she's housebound. Is she going to have a string of stomach bugs and flu-like viruses? She can't work in a hotel full of strangers and their germs while she recovers from chemo. Well, apparently she can because her husband's a fucking idiot. (laughs) Oh, that, that final moment where he thinks she's pregnant. Because Pufferfish suggested it. Yes. Now, Pufferfish is given a certain amount of information, and if it were a cruelest storyline, he would have used that information to inform, oh, mate, that uh, his fiance has the menopause. Yes. That would have oh, made more sense. That would have yeah. made way more sense. I the scene would have played out in very similar ways. Do we just think that because Rebecca Elmaloglu is, we assume she's a lot older than she is? Because like, I don't think she's that old. No, she's is probably she? not. But I think her. Fiance has that thing of looking like an old man. Oh, yeah, he looks like the best. Also, 50. what happens on Neighbours, as we know from Dippy Rebecca being younger than me, she's in her early 30s. Once you reach a certain age on Neighbours, you can't play the young vixen anymore. You're just, You're old. just a mum. Right. So, like, Kate Kendall was in it recently and she's just. Toast she, mum. She was like the mother of a 20 year old. Well, that know. doesn't make any sense. So. But, it, yeah, being knocked up. Like, yes, she is plausibly knocked up. And that, but that's the. That's the cliffhanger at the end of the week. You think, is she going to go along with this fake pregnancy lie? Of course she is. When she could just, it's a as, soap opera. as KB said, she could say, <laughs> well, maybe I've got menopause. She, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, man. But my point is. She's going to start wearing a pillow. 
<laughs> My point is, thank you to our listener, and we're thank you for sharing that, and hope all goes well. And, and yeah, good luck with your journey. It's not an easy one. It is. Uh, someone in my family just went through it like this time last year, and it was excruciating. It's a long and tortuous process. Um, that's not very uplifting. No. But, uh, no, well, there's one thing that Teray just taught us, and that is that the oncologist says we're right on top of it, and so I probably can't hide it from my husband. Okay. We're going to, like, for all of her anguish and angst, we're going to cure it and move on. It'll be fine. Also, and as Don't a, say no to a catheter. <laughs> as an attention seeker, I would be shouting that from the rooftops. I know. And if my partner, well, who is here, KB, if KB was like... Hello. Oh, I'm going to be high maintenance about my feelings. I'd be like, well, I'm just going to broadcast this. I'm going to do a live stream. And then everyone who wants to sympathize with me and bring me free food and presents can do that. Unless, and here I am giving too much credit to the writers here, unless they're going to explore the very real situation that happens sometimes when people get cancer and their partners are unable to cope. Yep. And it actually ends relationships, which ah. seems like the most. You go, how are you going through cancer and a breakup yeah. at the same time? And it's like, yeah, it's mortality. It stares you in the face and you go, what am I doing with this dipshit? And suddenly being a carer, even though you're like, eh, sickness and health. It's like, no, real sickness. Yeah. It's not just saying Well, he's it. ready to be a carer to a hypothetical baby. Yeah. <laughs> Even although he's screwed up all yeah, of his previous even, actual babies. Even though he said, yeah, he was no good with the others. <laughs> I, but yeah, maybe this is a... Get it, ending that relationship. Yeah, mate, hopefully because I hate it. It's terrible. It's awful. There's zero chemistry. Yes. And there's so much chemistry with Paul. Yeah. I only like a handful of people. I can't afford to lose any of them. So I want you to know that I am there for you. Day or night, whatever you need. But all you have to do is let me. And maybe that's part of this whole thing. It's a... Uh, trying to give us a softer side of Paul, yeah. a, a softer side of her, and make them, you know, have an affair. And you know, now you know I call a it... A cancer t- affair. Jean that is the Jean. best kind the best of kind. affair. <laughs> Although I have to say, I had some consent issues with Paul's uh, insistence on visiting her and holding her hand. That, and she uh, kept saying go away. She kept saying go away. Now, yeah, it, it was actually really well played, and I thought, like, you know, she she was feeling genuinely reluctant to accept help and everything. Yes. It's like, I've but got magazines, time, bitch! He's <laughs> such a sleazebag that it really did look a lot like he was... Sympathy assaulting her. <laughs> Sympathy Well, he was just refusing to leave. Which is exactly what she didn't want from Gary. She didn't want him all up in her face going, I worry about you. Yeah, but he would, you know, as she explained, she would end up having to look after him yes. falling apart because she's he would have cancer. shown up in the same way. He would have shown up with too many magazines and too yeah. many biscuits and blankets. And that weird present that he bought her. Exactly. He the, would have been the there supporting perfume. Gina Liano's perfume. <laughs> that he then foisted onto someone else. <laughs> Uh, he that foisted so it back. Weird. He defoisted it. Oh, defoisted it to, okay. to present it to her as a. Uh, I'm a, glad you're a having my baby. Congratulations, Brett. Glad you're having my cancer baby. <laughs> yeah, he loves it. Pre- oh yeah, she's got new life growing in her, just not where you think. <laughs> <laughs> now, I told you I was going to be bad on this podcast. Now, a quick <laughs> shout out to Tarajas' incompetent assistant Val, who I wanted to play the role of, but he turned out to be a, a Eurasian man. Oh, he is amazing. <laughs> I love him <laughs> so much. I feel more sorry for Tarage over him than I do over <laughs> the her He's Her assistant, she's running her schedule through with her assistant who is playing Candy Crush in front of her. I love him so much. In front much. of her face. Do you know what? Like, this is a complete aside. The, I get these emails from the CBS um, 
online channel. Okay. They keep wanting me to sign up. And every time I go to sign up, they go, you can't do it in your country. I'm like, stop sending me the emails. Anyway, Mario Lopez oh. hosts the Candy Crush TV show. Um, what are you talking it about? It is a gigantic wall where the fruits and lollies are the size of your hand and you have to climb up the wall to press the buttons and do the swiping of the candy. Adam, why haven't you signed up? We love Mario Lopez. Oh, my God. (laughs) I really want to watch it. It looks so terrible. I am in. I'm I'm ready to start a podcast about it. It's the middle of summer in America. This is peak (laughs) summer programming. He's on our celebrity name game. Celebrity name game. KB and I have this show that we love. Where um, it's just word associations with celebrities. Yes. And that's it. And Mario Lopez is a regular guest. And he's the best. Oh, my God. Candy Crush, the TV show. Like, what executive went, everyone loves Candy Crush. That's like a big one. Well, the, same people that make, the same people that make the Angry Birds movie. Like there's, and the there's Emoji one, movie. There's one they do on the floor with their feet. And then there's a wall one they have to climb and do it. Now, moving into, we're going to talk about Willow coming back. So, Willow comes back mm. and she's been like on the lamb. She jumped, she grabbed a flight from Heathrow. Okay, she's okay. She's working in a chicken shop. Sometimes I think, again, this is another one of those situations where someone in the writer's room has gone, oh, 16-year-old really could not get a one-way ticket. Mm. Like, I got a one-way ticket from Australia to the UK and had a working visa, a working holiday visa. And there were many questions asked. I had to sit in a room. I had to show, you know, all sorts of stuff. A one-way ticket is a... But she lives here. She's a citizen. Well, then why was she travelling one way without Uh, a... Because Andrea D skipped the country and they... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get all that. But when someone who technically needs to have an adult with them is travelling one way on a plane, every second person she spoke to... Would have had questions for her. Maybe it was like Air Malaysia or something that needed bums on seats and they just didn't care. They still would have asked questions. They still would have gone. Because there's that whole thing now. In this heightened security environment. In this heightened security environment. Also, there's all these things where a kid can't be alone on a plane next to a single man. Yeah. Like one guy. Like you have to get moved. Like all of the seating arrangements change as soon as an unaccompanied child comes into the situation that is the most ludicrous storyline ever. Really, what they what they could have done <laughs> more ludicrous than the fake D storyline. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. For example, would it have been more plausible if she'd said, "My boss at the chicken shop was coming back to Australia for a holiday, so they said they'd chaperone me back." Yeah. On a, yeah. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Or the, bo- just the chicken shop stowed in- away and didn't go to England in the first place, or fake D came. We to saw Australia. her. We saw her in England though, or we saw yeah. her in a superimposed phone box in the background. Anyway, it was crazy. She's back and she smells, apparently, and because she's been living in fields or whatever. Right. And she's pro- been living in sub-slumlord or probably, accommodation. Probably, she couldn't even afford one of Paul's sheds. Or pro- oh. She probably lived in the meth caravan that Sonia crashed in for a few days, oh. uh, Breaking Bad style. <laughs> so the Rebeccas are like, yeah, pull up a pew. Like, well, what- she's been doing secret good deeds. Yeah. Two. She wanted to make amends by doing... Very, very small favours <laughs> without telling anyone that they were doing small favours. Well, because so she owes like, them a lot of I money. I guess you would have, you'd forgive me now in absentia, but I don't want you to know I was and, doing it. And bringing the bins in is the easier of the two bin jobs. Yeah. Yeah, pushing empty bins, yes. We are in a duplex and our downstairs neighbour has the job of bringing in the bins and KB's job is to put them out. And I'd argue that putting them out... Oh, I work much harder. ...is a lot more arduous. Much harder. Yeah. So we don't have barking dogs. No. Now... We're the better (laughs) neighbours is the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, you're good neighbours. 
and if there's a bit of toing and froing over, oh, she'll have to go into care. We better not let that happen. And then Toadie is like, well, I'll take her in and then looks at renting an apartment. In and Summer Bay, if the brochure is anything to go by. <laughs> no, that's Lassiter's. Although I do question the fact that if if you involve the authorities, like the policeman knows now. Yeah. So So does the hospital. Yes. So why have not more steps been taken to find the mother? Or is she so desperately trying to hide? Well, the policeman the had that mother conversation in the same breath as, so you found your fraudulent grifted daughter. Yes. Uh, slash not daughter. Slash not daughter. We can't track down the mother. Have you thought about what's going to happen to the girl? I'll leave that with you. Oh, by the way, I do love policeman that used to be on Sale of the Century as a model. He's great. <laughs> oh. He's he was so much more believable on Sale of the Century. Oh, yeah, because he just had to point at things. Yeah. <laughs> There's an expensive thing. <laughs> was he also on, um, what's the name? Price, Price is right. right. Yeah. Was he frequently on a... He had a lot more to do on that show. Yeah, because he sometimes would have to wear board shorts and stand on the back of a, a jet ski. Why they were giving away jet skis, I have no if idea. If you go to his wiki page, it lists him as an Australian model, television presenter and actor. Like three. Oh, yeah, actors, he used to host a, a motorsports show. But actor's number three. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, rough. That is the, the least of his capabilities. Like, buddy, jump onto wiki and edit that yourself. Yeah. Oh, Temptation. He was on Sale yeah, of the Century. I told you he was on Sale of the Century. I thought you were just doing a bit. No. He was a total, like, stand and point at things guy. Remember when the, the set would spin around and they'd be in the shops? Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Let's go shopping with your seven dollars. Okay, will YouTube <laughs> will YouTube a clip of him and we'll tweet it out? Oh, please do. That sounds delightful. Yeah, he was frequently in in not much. Also, he's aged well. Oh, well, Temptation was a thousand years ago. Yeah, it was. He hasn't aged a day. I know. He looks incredible. Well, I guess that's that's models for you. That's Botox for you. <laughs> now, what I wanted to say about this Willow situation also is she's not his daughter. So no. we have, in a vacuum, we have a middle-aged man, or approaching middle-aged man, yes. and an unrelated teenage girl, and yeah. they, they want to live together in an apartment alone. But What? Yeah, I get that part of it. But he did look after her as a father. For four for, weeks. Oh, it was only four weeks. Well, the, the storyline went for three months and it took a month for Dee to appear and another month for to go, hey, I've got this daughter and she's right. yours. And another month for it all to become unraveled. Right. So, and they really just went on a few, they had coffee a few times and that was it. Well, I think she's proven her trustworthiness by bringing in the bins. <laughs> And uh, and by supervising Nelly unaccompanied. Oh, yeah. Because uh, if there's one thing you know you can trust a grifter with. It's <laughs> your a, child. If you, yeah, a, a, a grifter who was your fake daughter. Come and look after my real daughter. What could possibly my go wrong? My preschool age daughter, which is, again, insensitive because there was a whole episode where they said, Nelly, this is your sister and you're going to play together. And, and at the end of the episode, Nelly looked at her and went, well, is my sister. And how traumatic for her to go, oh, She's just a stranger now. Oh, okay. I'll hang out with her again. And then a stalker because the last yeah, time Nelly saw Willow, she was on the bed and Sonia was saying, you wait here. I'm just going to go and tackle someone in their hoodie. Yeah. It's creepy. <sighs> Nelly goes of, through a lot. Speaking of weird, creepy people who aren't the parents. Yes. Is old mate Sal of the Century's policeman, <laughs> is he going to hook up with that girl just because he wants the baby? Pretty much, yeah. Because of his dead okay. baby? Yeah, because, and he's, to add an extra layer of creepy, mm. right, he and Olympia Valance used to be together until he yes. arrested her on the wedding day. Right. 
and then she didn't want to have kids, whatever. And then Sonia carried his baby as a surrogate and donated the egg. So she was like right. the biological mother and the surrogate mother. Yeah. And then she lost the baby. And then while they were grieving together on the bed, he went the pash. And so suddenly we were oh. like, he's just hanging around maternity wards, just, <laughs> just wanting to catch whatever's going. Well, there's plenty of that new kid to go around. <laughs> A big kid. I'll have its thigh and <laughs> you can have its right shoulder. So Willow's hanging around. And I'm I think there's rumors that Madeline's back too at some point as D, which I'm not interested in. Oh yeah, you you tweeted that picture of her with the fake baby bump. Which they were trolling us. They were because oh. Tony was having like a fantasy sequence. Right. And I fell for it like a sucker. You did. So I just But you think whatever. Madeline West is gonna come back as a well, permanent fix? Because apparently she's back doing directing and writing stints. Oh, so yeah. clearly if she's in the building, just yeah. pop her on camera. Yeah. But she was always a really good writer. She used to do stand up. Yeah, yeah. She, and she's a very good improviser. Yeah. Um, which is probably what happened. She went in and they were probably doing some warm up theatre sports to get ready for the scene and she went, What if I play this one as an imposter? <laughs> and they all went, Yep. Yes and <laughs> Yes and they've yes, yes ended and her. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's like, you know, you don't have to go with the first draft, people. No, they do. Oh, well, they make six episodes a week. They do have and to go do. with the first draft. Like, we're, we're working on a TV show at the moment. And oh, yeah. we are working Saturdays and Sundays yep. and after hours. Uh, just, to get, just to get to a third draft. Yeah. We're making six episodes a week. What am I talking about? Yeah, but not for the rest of our lives. No, like the neighbours, poor neighbours assholes. The poor assholes. I okay. don't work there. That'd be fun. Yeah, you'd be great. Have you ever done any? Well, you've written for Outland, your yeah, show. Yeah, I wrote my own show. A sci-fi comedy. Yeah, but that we did, we did six episodes in six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we did half an hour a week. You'd be great in the neighbors' writers' room, oh, except man. I'm very good with affordable storylines. <laughs> <laughs> the shed burns down. I know it's corrugated iron; it doesn't burn. Uh, the corner of the shed burns. Down. <laughs> the, the carpet in the shed burns down. The shed the catches swing rope. the shed catches fire and like boils everyone from the inside. <laughs> And they, they can't get out of the no door. Because <laughs> someone's parked a truck in front of it. They did do a story once where Susan and Carl were trapped in a storage locker. Because they were parked in. Because someone parked them in. <laughs> so that's it. I heard a story about Krista Vendi once getting trapped in a car park. <laughs> Krista Vendi. She, she, was, she had to go to somewhere and she, was, she couldn't get out of her shed. Like she couldn't open the roller door from the inside. Well, that's life imitating art. She didn't know how to get out. <laughs> I, need I worked it. on a news show once where we uh, had scheduled an interview with, I'm going to say an astronomer. Oh, the hot astronomer? No, oh, not the hot astronomer. Then I don't care. But uh, oh, it was a computer security expert, which was what made it funny because uh, he lived outside of town and couldn't get to the studio because he was locked behind his own security gate. How do you do that? Well, no one knew. But the friend he called to try and get him out ended up doing the show instead. (laughs) Oh, that was, there it is. That's part of the evil plot. Uh, Was it a 30 second interview? Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe that's why he couldn't get out of his. (laughs) (laughs) So while we just touched on it there, Sale of the Century Cop. um, I love that it's a new name. Yeah, new name. He, He was Dick Cop, but I've changed it, promoted him. He's gone out on this chocolate making date with Ellie, Susan's niece. Chocolate making date sounds like 
something else entirely. Sounds like a Werribee I knew beat. as soon as they said that, I was like, Adam's going to like this storyline. They're on a chocolate date. <laughs> We've all got a chocolate date if you look carefully enough. <laughs> now, some people online aren't into the love life of the whole love triangle page, this, that, whatever. But I'm all about it. I want – I tune in for relationship drama. I don't want – People falling out of hot air balloons, storms trash on the joint, people having to do emergency tracheotomies in a lift. Like, I want good old-fashioned, I like him, but so does my friend. Well, mm. I'm into that too, except that I like him, but so does my friend is happening between two of the same women. <laughs> yeah, I, I know I'm not, was I'm no, I'm not a regular viewer, <laughs> but they are the same woman, right? I yeah, honestly no, didn't when, know who When was. the second one turned up, I went, oh, she's a different lady. <laughs> And they like, had. Where she the dumped the baby up? to go on the hot, the chocolate date, <laughs> and then when the baby came, and I went, oh, oh, that's why she didn't have to dump the baby. It's she not was a, there the it's whole not time. a love triangle. It's a straight line. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what love triangle I want to see? I want to find out that old mate, uh, gay down the mines. Yeah. You know, been gay for so long, he's starting to experiment. Ooh, yes. Oh, and he's getting it on with Mishti. Yeah, I want him to have a love triangle there. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the gay identity That's is the one thing that he's been that he's been sticking with because he's had every other career in the book. Yeah, the gay is the constant. Yeah. So, yeah, it's about time he had second thoughts. I mean, he seems like a lovely kid, but I don't know that his biceps have got that much range. <laughs> <laughs> Mishti, though, Mishti's the, uh, the sex symbol on the show. Is she? Well, well, no, there's a few going around. Except that she's the only one I've seen, and like this is based on two weeks' worth of watching. Mm. She's the one that you see getting in and out of the pool. Yes, that is she's her main role. She's the one role. you see uh, in overhead shots doing laps in the pool. Right. In the same episode that, that Piper.com was um, whinging Piper. about, <laughs> about women. Being objectified. Female, female representation <gasps> in the media. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. Cut to Mishti, overhead yeah. No, but they're covered because their defence is, well, we've got the Brennans all shirtless on every title sequence, so whatever. Yeah, they're right before a diversity card. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so they're showing off their traps complaint. and their abs and their cramps. <laughs> um, all right, let's get, in, let's get into Piper.com because I got some opinions. Piper.com. And, and Gamergate. Now, k- um, KB. I love, I love how up-to-the-date Neighbours is. <laughs> Neighbours does. Gamergate happened just four years ago. Neighbours does. <laughs> Neighbours does ripped from the headlines, but it's more it's of a... ripped from the headlines at the doctor's surgery. The doctor's <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a gentle tear from the headlines. A gentle tear from the headlines of the magazines <laughs> in the waiting room at the doctor's. And, and I don't want to take away from them trying to be feminist crusaders, except for the fact that I did a whole episode called Another Dark Day for Erinsborough SVU about... Neighbours' lack of acknowledgement of consent issues, yeah, and the perpetrator never or just always getting away with it. And in one case, getting a record contract out of it. <laughs> um, my big issue with uh, Piper.com and her Gamergate issues was a these games, and you know, like there's like a handful of them, yeah, and it's like three games, yeah, <laughs> and. It's not like The Sims. <laughs> no, and and like you know, I was talking, I was talking to my boyfriend about it on the weekend because I was, I just watched it and I was like, oh my god, it made me so angry. Even though there are there are women who work in gaming, yeah, like one of the biggest titles in video games was made by a woman. Like she's the head designer of the the Star Wars Battlefront one and two. Mm. But the even if there were women in gaming and they worked on these games and they knew that they sold, they would be like, 
Sure, we're going to keep the rape. It sells. Rape sells. Just like in there, video are, games. just like there are women that work in the neighbor's story room that go, yeah. "Well, we we got to get paid, and two teenagers got to tune in. Let's yeah. have Xanthi get accosted, and then no repercussions for the teenage boy that yeah. did it." So there was a little swing of let's have it both ways because Piper's yes. Piper's little list of everything that look, hey, look what's happened, and then she ran through some storylines from neighbors, yeah, uh, yes. where everyone had gotten away with it or it never even got mentioned. So yes. she's become dimly aware of consent. Issues, yeah, but didn't at the time didn't crusade, yeah. When everyone was ragging on Amy for being an erotic cleaner, which amazing, <laughs> I want to be an erotic cleaner. So she would Already turn up, are. and we googled some of these sites back when this storyline <laughs> happened. And you can, like, just totally go. There's a website where it's like, we'll come clean your house with no top. I'm like, what a great service! That is amazing. <laughs> Well, you know the shower would be clean because they'd be able to get in it and scrub. Yeah, really get in there. Well, sometimes I wonder that the they're like, oh, I don't want to get my clothes dirty, so I'm just going to yeah, do exactly. it. Exactly, yeah. And when Not they get home, job. they don't have to wash all of our cat hair off themselves. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the my biggest problem was when she said, I've been doxxed. Yeah, okay. And... She said, they're in the cloud and they've downloaded all my stuff. I was like, no, no, no. That's, that's not docs. That's hacking. That's hacking. And also, she's probably got a very easy to guess password. At Piper.com. Yeah. Explain uh, the difference. Well, doxing is where you're... And the releasing of the video, her personal video is slightly doxing. But it's where your personal information is released publicly. So, assholes on the internet can, rather than just harass you on Twitter, can send horrendous things to your house. Not that they would ever come around because they're 14-year-old boys and they're not allowed to drive. Um, But, you know, it is that kind of thing. It's like your home address, your home phone number, your personal email Mm. account, all of that information is released. Almost like a a vigilante Yeah, Yeah, and that happened with the whole Gamergate thing and it was horrendous. Actually, can you give us us Gamergate in a nutshell for people that... I tried to keep across it, but it was making me too anxious. It's very, it's basically, there are a bunch of women who are game developers, understandably. It's, you know. It's a job. <laughs> it's a job. There are people of both genders working in it. Although all kinds of anything technological, like all IT, has a very, very big problem with this, the weight of the number of men working it, opposed to the number of women. Oh, well, we see it too in the comedy writing yeah, biz. Yeah, yeah. Like we our writer's room when I started this job had one woman, which was, was me, you. and now we've got three and it's amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. But yeah. but yeah, so it's a gaming is one of those things where it's very heavily weighted towards men. Women find it difficult because a lot of the office talk is kind of locker room style talk, but they're nerds and they never actually go to a locker at a gym anywhere. <laughs> they go to a shed. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it that is kind of the one side of it. So there's kind of been a push towards getting more women involved and the gaming journalism is starting to have more women involved and every now and again a woman will play Grand Theft Auto where women are habitually beaten and raped as which is you know one of you get points for doing it and so they complain about these things and then all of the entitled you know boys who play these games freak out and they go you're going to ruin gaming women are going to ruin gaming this is just for me and my mates to play on the internet and they get very upset and so it turned into this weird thing where any woman who expressed an opinion or had a job that was adjacent to gaming had their private information released Jesus. by people who would dig it up online. Uh, and it just became a horrendous, horrendous thing. I saw the SVU on it three years ago when it all happened. Yeah. Well, that would have <laughs> covered everything. When yeah. it was real. But yeah, like I, was, I ended up in this weird long-ass discussion with my boyfriend yesterday who's watched that Red Pill documentary. And he said, oh, it seems like a really complicated issue. I went, no, this is the trick. 
This is the trick. By making it sound like a complicated issue, what you are in fact doing is taking time away from the fact that all that's going on is women say we would like equality and what that means is some men will lose things. Yeah. Like that's the end of it. Like yeah, a woman uh, doesn't get equal pay by finding more money from nowhere. That money has to come off the men who are getting more. Yeah. That is a simple fact. And, and, I've, and I've had like a fellow comedian in the beers like we were complaining about gender representation. Yeah. And I was having a big rant about it one day and I had a colleague say to me, I wish I could stick up for you, but i got to pay a mortgage. And yeah. like I can't. So, you know. Well, so that's true in the actual gaming industry, but it's not true in games. And this is the thing that a lot of yeah, men got really worried about. It's a of games. But if, well, okay, so people were furious when a, a, a brand new game came out, an online, online one, where yeah. the default character was a woman. And men lost their shit. Oh, was oh, that I want to play. The... I want to play as a man. It, oh, no, it's not. Or you, what about? Oh no, but... that was the that was Assassin's Creed. Where the, yeah. it was the default character was a man, and you couldn't choose to be a woman. But Tomb Raider, most games a man. you can choose both. I mean, Tomb Raider's a lady um, though. But the yeah, yeah but uh, but uh, one of the things that they f- they freak out about is when you have too many options. Oh, there's Hor- like... Do you mean Horizon? Maybe Zero Dawn, which is a new one. She's a Woman with a bow and arrow, it's like a post-apocalyptic thing and you're fighting against super intelligent machines. So, so men playing this are like, oh, this is just a feminist crusade. I want to play as a normal yeah. character. But the, the thing about computer games, as a rule, is that you can pick and choose. And yeah. having a female character available yeah. doesn't reduce the number of male characters available. But it's a leftist, feminist, progressive yeah, yeah. agenda to inflict more. Same with Ghostbusters. Oh, my God. Yeah. If you put women in Ghostbusters, then there's not enough men in the You're world. You're raping my childhood. Yeah. Pretty um, much. Yeah. And, and so this that is, was a lot of and the And this other. is all summed up by the recent term that's come out online, which is broflake, which I bro love. Broflake, I know. But this is, this is a... I think... I think trying to make it a complicated issue is obfuscating the fact that it's not complicated. Like, you know, one of the arguments that the men's rights movement have, which is the strangest thing I've ever heard in my life, (laughs) um, is that, you know, oh, we still say women and children first in an emergency. And you go, yes, that happens once in a blue fucking moon. Yeah, when next time the Titanic sinks (laughs) and we have to have this conversation. Also, Billy Zane got on that boat and he was not a woman or a child. No, No, he was a magnificent (laughs) bastard. Um, also, this is why, again, when they simplified it with the last batch of consent issues that they glossed over, it's yeah. like, no, this is complicated. Xanthi's abuser was abused by his mother and blah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. stop trying to – we don't need sympathy for the perpetrator at this point in time. No. We can develop that later after he's gone to jail or paid Danny's community service or whatever. Yeah. Which is where Piper.com's story confused me because uh, her rant was about how this happened to her. Uh, like it's, yeah, an it started ex of hers off as a games thing kidnapped and her goes in a Grand her. Theft Auto style and she's yeah. got a GTA PTSD. Yeah, yeah. She, she got Grand Theft <laughs> Autoed outside the 7-Eleven at Nana Wadding. <laughs> So she's she's spoken out about that and good on her and I was I was on board the agree fest when every woman character walked past and went hey yeah and sexism that was oh, amazing yeah. empowerment Steph, Steph oh, just, yeah Steph's, agreement Steph's just getting a coffee at Harold's and went hey yeah I was a mechanic and it was hard yeah, that was great so uh, that was the most boring scene ever but yes. I was like yeah I'm on side then uh, Piper dot com says I got kidnapped and it got my ex boyfriend. Grand Theft Auto points, yes, and uh, it's terrible. And then, <laughs> and then she starts explaining why it was okay and that she's made peace with him. I know. Oh my gosh, it's it like was not not enough peace to put his name in your phone. 
I mean, he's still anonymous in your phone. So I clearly, know. but okay, here's, okay, I'm going to get on, jump on, hop onto my little soapbox as I want to do. A few things I want to break down here. Firstly, the vlogger situation. Piper's had a vlog for a couple of years now and we're led right. to believe it's relatively successful. I reckon she's probably got about 10,000 subscribers, you know? And. Which is more than people watch Neighbours. Yeah. <laughs> and I've always had an issue because KB will remember from we did Neighbours versus Zombies. Luna Maroon, who's an Australian YouTuber. Luna Maroon. Yes. She helped develop this character, Hope Gottlieb, who oh, was a vlogger. Right. And had ex- Piper's exact wardrobe to the point where they had pink hair extensions. She had oh. pink hair and everything. And then she did the webisodes. And then they brought in this character of Piper, who, lo and behold, was a vlogger into 90s culture, had pink hair, and they, they transposed that character onto Piper. But they didn't have a YouTube vlogger helping them to write Piper. So suddenly this really woke, um, relevant mm. character became someone 40-year-old writers were trying to imagine and, and who did a very basic internet search about what doxing was. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and I have had, I've done a bit of vlogging in my mm-hmm. time and a couple of them got quite a good amount of views and I still get comments on them every week. So she mm. was, and I, every now and then I'm like, I should turn, I should turn my alerts off because once a week I'll get another comment from this five-year-old video. So Piper's clearly got her alerts pinging left, right and centre. Oh, center. I know. Just but turn it off. Like. Also, so she's, okay, she's used YouTube for a couple of years now. She doesn't have a vlogger set up. She doesn't have a corner of her room with lights and a camera. She's still using her mobile phone, which, okay, fine. Some people do. But she but wouldn't. She doesn't know how to hold it. She no, does it on her terrible. couch in her living room. Every v- YouTube. Her busted leg. I watch a lot of YouTube and every vlogger I watch doesn't like to vlog in front of people. They get embarrassed. Yeah. They can't unleash and be themselves. So she wouldn't be just in front of her sister in the lounge room and holding it. She'd put it on a stand, like if she's going to do this big, well-thought-out monologue. And then the bit I thought they got right was when she started getting offensive comments, she was like, eh, whatever, I'll turn it off. These are just a bunch of dicks. I'm not going to respond. Yeah. She turned it off and she went about her day. Then it immediately went viral and there was no like... Look how many hits it's getting. By the way, I found the fact that the moral centre of the show, Susan Kennedy, yeah. comes over mm. and says, oh, you need to see these horrendous things people are saying about you. I found that very, very troubling. Have you looked at any of the comments you've been receiving? Yeah, briefly. Have you seen what people are writing? Yeah, okay, there is a bunch of negative stuff, but that's only to be expected, right? Have you seen the recent comments? No, I stopped reading them. Well, who cares what a bunch of mouth breathers think? Um, I think you better take another look. And she's uh, yeah, the school so she principal. And the two, she and the teacher are watching over her shoulder while you've got to read these comments and then immediately flip back to, oh, you've got to ignore it. You can't engage. And Why did they make her look at them? You must look at this they and had, not pay attention. And they had to convince her three times. She's like, guys, I'm cool. I'm going about my life. Like, yeah. the internet... W- internet will do itself and I'm going to have a cup of tea and it's going to be fine. And we had Matthew on Twitter pointed out, yeah, does anyone else have a problem with the fact that the school principal and the teacher, is it normal for them to come around and actively encourage you to read online abuse? And two of our teacher friends, Lucy and Gemma, responded and said, Gemma says, I'm not impressed that Neighbours has promoted that if you report bullies, things get worse. Yeah. And Lucy says, we spend so much time advising students to take no notice of horrible comments on social media, not forcing them to see it. Yeah, that was really difficult. And then Ellie's Liver, who's one of my new favourite um, Twitter accounts, dr- <laughs> at Drunk Ellie, <laughs> said, to be F, me and Annie Sue's had been on the lash since 11am <laughs> and we're trying to spice up our afternoon. Piper was just collateral damage. 
That makes so much sense. <laughs> <laughs> I once bumped into, okay, here's some name dropping, yeah. uh, Jane Kennedy and, <laughs> and Katie. Kate Langbrook? Yes. And they were, they were having a few glasses of wine in the street. I'd been to an audition and I was like, what are you girls doing? They went, oh, we're just having a couple before we have to do school pick up. <laughs> It's too much hard work. So, th- yeah, clearly these birds have gotten on the wines. <laughs> this is the best storyline ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's go fight some trolls. Because that's exactly 100%. And also, YouTube has a disable comments feature. Yeah, All she off. needed to do, turn the whole comments but off. it's not on thing. YouTube, is it? It's, it's on, on the UView. UViewPew. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they've got Except, a different one. Of- normally, yes, but they have mentioned that it's a YouTube vlog yeah. oh really yeah so when she says i'm contacting the administrator it was youtube so clearly they couldn't get clearance for this episode to say youtube yeah but it's youtube so then she's like oh that's the thing it wouldn't have gone viral unless she had used a hashtag that another prominent youtube oh. about hashtag gay- shed share the gym shed <laughs> shed the gym shed. Hash- hashtag gamergate 2014 or whatever, <laughs> whatever it was. oh man it was so long ago <laughs> And Although, you know what, that whole Gamergate thing, and there was another thing that happened at the same time, which was um, the Science Fiction Awards, oh. the Hugos, where yeah. Oh, yeah. a whole bunch of, you know, white entitled men were trying to flood the voting because it was going like there was an amazing Chinese book that was that ended up winning that year. But, you know, there, so all this stuff I saw happening a few years ago and I was like, this is going to become the real this is going to bleed out into real politics. Mm. And lo and behold, mm. we now have your Trumps mm. yeah. and your Pauline Hansons. And I love that Neighbours is finally getting on board five years later. In an incredibly ham-fisted way. <laughs> In five years' time, they're going to do a storyline about a reality TV show host becoming the Prime Minister. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple of things to shout out, though, this week, just to, that we'll touch on briefly, is now Toadie and Amy are hanging, out, hanging around a bit and... Kate Stradamus, our regular co-host Kate, tends to pick these things. And right. she said what Toadie needs to do that now that he's single is look for the saddest bitch in Erinsborough, <laughs> Amy, and hook up with her. And it looks like we're heading that way. So which which one's Amy? She flip? Okay, so they're in the park. She's Paul Robinson's, one of Paul Robinson's bonus children. Oh, that was horrendous to her own kid this week. <laughs> That was awful. She's like, you can't play footy, you dickhead. Yeah. The only reason you got on the team is because like half of them are out with the flu. Anyway, we'll go and practice with Toadie and then I'll drag him out of the practice and ta- give him a heart to heart. Now, she spent that episode telling him you've got to keep your distance, you've got to pull away, and then spent the rest of the week telling Sonia that you've got to get Toadie back. With I, the paint colours. With the paint colours. Some, that was some weird character work. Yes, I agree. No, I think that's her laying the groundwork for hooking up with Toadie. So why get Sonia to try and lure him back when he's clearly still no, into she's Sonia? To- she's told him to back off mm. and that things are no good mm. and then tell Sonia to go hell for leather. Oh. So it, like, so Toadie's like, oh. And it also absolves her going, yeah. well, no, I encouraged her to get back with you. So yeah. I, I'm not at fault. Yeah. Wow. That um, seems cleverer than it deserves. Yeah, probably cleverer than they intended either as well. But the other thing with her, like, because my sister kept wandering through. Oh, the great, room. great. So I was watching it and she goes, Why are you watching Neighbors? I went, I'm doing a podcast. She goes, Oh my God, what is going on? And then she walked through when, <laughs> with the, when Amy did that horrendous thing to her son. Michelle goes, Oh, wow, that is awful. I went, That's Paul Robinson's daughter. She goes, Oh, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> 
because she's supposed to be like the nice girl of the street, but I love she's that. A cow. I love that these genetic bitch moments are just yes! bred into her. <laughs> I love Paul, that one of Paul Robinson's kids is now on the diversity page. <laughs> is she? Oh no, no. Guys. two of them. He's got twins, Asian twins. Where does that happen? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Where, who was their mother? Well, half of the cast is now Paul Robinson's kid. <laughs> Another moment I need to shout out is I think my favourite audio moment of the week, mm. and it's it's Amy. This is again Eve Morey just having a bit of fun with the script, but Amy saying to her, "Now don't go in the house because of." And, and Sonia's like, "No worries, um, and don't forget to avoid the house because tonight because the fumes are getting the fumes. Bye, bye. Are the fumes the fumes the fumes the fumes the fumes?" I want to remix that. That was a great moment. And I also, actually, her delivery, I've got to say, when she found herself offering Willow a job in the middle of her sentence <laughs> was an amazing bit of acting. That was really good. That was, and I can't believe I'm saying this while I'm saying it. Um, yeah, that, that was, was great. Yeah. That was so... It, Why don't you come and work for But me? that, like, she's a great actor because she's looked at that line and gone, this makes no mm. freaking sense whatsoever. Yeah. But, man, I'm going to sell it. Yeah. Um, by the way, the paint thing, all I can think of is, because I'm very old, is I used to watch Dynasty. <laughs> they, they had a whole storyline in Dynasty where Adam Carrington tried to poison Jeff Colby with, with deadly paint. <laughs> wow. He set him crazy. And he went so crazy, he mistook the butler's daughter for his missing wife. That's <laughs> sex with her. Well, we've already had a storyline where someone nearly got killed by poison tattoo ink. So paint's not far off. I love it. Um, I love a good soap, crazy. Well, I, th- I think we've essentially covered everything. What I tend to do at this point is do Citizen of the Week or Citizen of the Week. Citizen of the Week. You can pick your fave or your least fave and give them a little shout out so we can go around the horn. Who was your favourite, Vasey? Um I'll need a moment. I don't want to take it. All right, so uh, Yashvi. Uh, th- this is the stuff that oh, I yes. used to tune into. I was a helpless, hopeless, stupid romantic as a kid, and the stuff that oh, I used to love was so the cute. love and the heartache and the, what if I ask him and he doesn't care? What if now is it making sense to the to the audience why we got together? Oh. <laughs> Um, now I'm much more into the who pushed who down an elevator shaft and who's poisoning who with tattoo ink. And that's why we stayed together. So I'm so over the Yashvi, like, oh, I like him, but, oh, but I said the wrong thing to him. But Yashvi now is apparently just vandalizing her dad's car <laughs> for so an weird. excuse to go and talk to this loser, vacuous. And they've already built her as this super confident troublemaker, young toady. She's young toady. Yes. So she's falling apart. But uh, so her her dad has just reluctantly agreed to take in another person in their eight-person house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And her first reaction is to bust his car. She's like, I'm going to sh- hammer the car. Not just like take a wire out, but hammer it. How old is this girl supposed to be? I think 15. She's a fuckwit. Yeah. Um, Can I point out something that I'm not blaming her Mm. for this situation? Mm. If you can manage to make a self-driving lawnmower that (laughs) delivers beer, (laughs) how can you not get your head around the frickin' brake fluid in the car? (laughs) Well, because of a thing. Because of a thing that he... smashed it. Oh, but Dippy said, no, last time you took the car in. Yeah, last time you tried to do it. Yeah, I know the thing. So he's paying full price. He's paying full price for someone to fix a car. Yep. 
but he can still manage to make a self-driving. Well, he's clearly. I mean, so then he gets lured away to. Uh, this so is lies. Yes, we can work her. And he didn't even call. Magic. And he didn't even call insurance. He just drove it straight to the mechanic. Yeah, it's dumb. It's and a it's a bad bad situation. It's a terrible situation. It's a terrible storyline. But she's why a, couldn't she just go down there? And well, she also, did go down. She took her and, bike and there. And I know because they're into the BMX. And then she tried to ask the wrong guy out on the date. And her friend oh. works there. She doesn't need an excuse. Yeah, she can just come go around and, and go. Friends. Let's have burgers over the road. So she's a bad person. Also, she's why did why did she fly off the handle and say horrendous things to him? I didn't understand because, that concept. Because she at was all. in the right. That was the other thing. And the worst advice that Mishti said was just apologize to the guy. Uh, she called him an idiot to his face because, because he was an idiot. He was being an idiot, and she was realizing but I didn't in that sentence any that of he that was conversation. Well, uh, I see. Yeah, her, no, I. Th- I. It actually felt like it was a really well written scene because it was her suddenly realizing. I can't remember what it was about. It was oh, about it was skateboarding. Yeah, it, but it was about um, him judging this uh, new bike based on uh, looks alone. And I thought, this is her realising that she's judging this guy on looks alone yes. and realising that he's an idiot. And mm. it was a great scene. Yes. And then she immediately goes, oh, why did I do that? Why did I make fun of the idiot who was oh. being an idiot? I better vandalise my dad's car. The great moment would have been if she had done that and then asked Ben out, which she did by accident, and then she's like, actually... We're good mates. We have good. He's chats. a good bloke. He was helping me out. He's a. He's just as good looking. So are we waiting for the good looking dickhead to put his hand up her jumper too early and yes. her to freak out and smack him and Probably. then go running to the also because he's a third year yes. apprentice. How old are third year apprentices? Oh yeah, not young. So what's oh, that I think about? He's 17, 18, He might be nineteen. Still mm. too old to be sniffing around Yashvi. Also, you know, it's he's clearly given up school at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, now... Not a good role model for so so She's a shitizen. That's your shitizen. She's your shitizen. Mm, mm-hmm. Adam, yeah, she was no good. Do you have shitizen or citizen? Um, oh, I don't I'm know. still thinking. Look, I might have to go for shitizen of the week, which is the left eyebrow of <laughs> one of Paul's diversity children <laughs> that Leo. oversold its business. <laughs> During the discussion of the bashed up backpacker. <laughs> like it went into, like it was like Spock eyebrow. Like it was going crackers. Like I was having some difficulty understanding. Like most of the acting in the show has been done by biceps and eyebrows this week. Yeah. Like it has been some very busy work by extraneous body parts. It's, it, and look, Neighbours in historically hasn't had to worry about a lot of that. No. It's been just pure acting chops. Yes. So they're just, I think they're still adapting to having models in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so everyone's kind of learning on the job. But you've got your Colette Mans hanging around. You've got poor man's and, Carl Williams, who's well, a decent actor. And the thing is, you can tell that they've given all their wisdom to young Xanthi, Lily Vandermeer, yeah. who's come along in leaps and bounds because she's learning from the best over there at yeah. the Canning House. But yeah. oh, look, Margot Robbie learned a hell of a lot of stuff working on but that show. For she a was of years. taking classes outside of Neighbours. Yeah, but as also well. getting classes, you know, on set, yeah. watching watching Susan act. Oh, like there, Carl and Susan can just slip in and out of those characters. The fact that amazingly, the, the fact that Susan Jackie Woodman doesn't even have an Australian accent yeah. is amazing to yeah, me. It's beautiful. I've worked with her, of course. Of course you have. We did a radio series together. Oh, um... The Night Terrace. Night Terrace. Yeah, I'm in an episode of that. Beautiful. She was so good. Oh, she is good. Like, just, like, being in the same... Because they were, they were recorded in one room. Like, we just stood around in a room with microphones and scripts. And, yeah, just watching her nail that character. 
Okay, I'll have to listen to it. A friend of ours made it. I should listen to it. Yeah, it's so great. But yeah, I, it was um, John Richards who I wrote Outland with. Oh, was, and Petra. Was, yeah, Elliot, and Petra. Yeah. And uh, um, it's great. Yeah, Petra was in my episode as well. She's great. So you just gave it to... Oh, you gave it to Leo's left eyebrow? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, is that his name? Leo. Oh, my Paul's diversity child. Yeah. Tanaka, well, it's Tanaka 1 and Tanaka 2. Tanaka He's Oh, the, so the, uh, the non-gay Tanaka. Yeah, non-gay. The gay one is Dr. Naka. He's the doctor and Leo... He's very good. I Dr. like Naka. him. And Leo is Backpacker Naka because he runs backpacker the Backpackers. Naka. Um, okay. I love I love Doctor Doctor Naka. He he yeah. is very good. Yeah. Also, yeah. I love he's like cute. I don't know whether he's actually gay or not, but he's doing the full. I'm quite clearly gay accent, mm-hmm. but not overselling it. And not Guy Pierce in Brazil gay. Accent. No, and he's not with freshly the out. Mm. Actually, while I'm thinking of my citizenship, freshly and, out like the Doctor Naka. Yeah, on the show, I got to ask you because there was a bit of controversy in the last week or so about Aaron down the mines, Maddie. Wilson, right? Because he went on a British TV show and they asking asked him about what it's like as a straight guy playing Aaron, yeah. and he was talking about how proud he was of the character, and he does a lot of work down here with the gay community, like yeah, he yeah, goes yeah. to Midsummer and does all this fun stuff, and he was saying that, oh, I really like playing him normal, and as in yeah, playing yeah, as him in at, not sissy, yes, and. His choice of words was extremely problematic and oh, yeah. he got r- thrown over the hot coals for that. It is it is a difficult word. Normal is a very like it's possibly the most loaded word in the English language. And I'm at kind the of moment. blaming like he should have had media training about this sort of stuff. Yeah, but I don't think anyone ever brings up the word normal as being a problematic word okay. until it happens. Until you've said it. Um I started writing a play called Normal because I just found the word it's so loaded. Mm. And it seems to mean anything like normal is what I don't know, I'm completely off the plot now, but normal is what you think you are. Mm. And yes. therefore you think anyone who's not that is not normal. Right. Yes. So what is normal for one person is it's a sliding scale. So it's sometimes used as a club when someone uses it inadvisedly, but we all have our own normal. Everyone has their own version of normal and we need to, I think we need to destigmatize normal in the same way we've destigmatized. Well, how would you, I mean, he's obviously talking about a, uh, what used to be called a straight acting or a passable gay. Oh man, I did, I did this gay night with uh, like the bears, you know, the Mm -hmm. big hairy bear guys. Uh, (laughs) And it was like a beauty pageant for bears, which is the funniest thing in the world. (laughs) And one of them was... Omnisexual or pansexual, whatever okay. the mm. more than bi is. Um, <laughs> so he'd bought his wife. He's a married man mm-hmm. with a with a wife, Great. and still hooking up with guys. And I was like, "You're really going to great lengths to be able to put straight acting on your Tinder profile, there, mate." Mm. Um, <laughs> but I think that, like, straight acting again is a is is a bit insulting as well because it's like implying that if you're not straight acting, there's something wrong yeah. with you. Mm. I think ultimately his main point was, I'm not playing at camp. I'm not being effeminate mm. is essentially yeah. what he probably should have said. Yes. And his later reasoning was, I've got a mate of mine who's recently come out and it's kind of a nod to him. And yeah. Like freaking Tim Campbell is one of the yeah. most burly blokey people mm. I've ever met. But, you know, once he starts singing show tunes, there's no mistaking also that. It's, <laughs> also, it's a bit... Confusing because they do put Aaron in like pineapple shirts and By like. The way, did you see that name I dropped just so casually? <laughs> the world is a spectrum. I think, of and I think people. let's not waste our breath berating the people that are trying to make a positive difference. Yeah, and going 
and getting their words wrong. And now he'll never say that again now. No, I know. He's learnt. He did also say, it's like a person not in a wheelchair playing a person in a wheelchair. And I've done a whole Neighbours episode with an actor in a wheelchair. Like, it's, yes. like that's an issue too that he needs to think more deeply oh, about. Oh, we, we got in trouble for that on Outland. Yeah. But, but also that was, how many years ago was that? Oh, that was 2012. Yeah. So, so that was the other, oh, we filmed it in 2010. But my big problem with that, like I used to say to people, it's like we had three choices. We had an Aboriginal lesbian in a wheelchair. One of them was going to have to be faking something. Yes. And I thought it was better that we had an able-bodied Aboriginal non-lesbian yes. in a wheelchair as opposed to possibly a man in blackface yes. drag. Yes. <laughs> Who actually was yeah. in a wheelchair. You're never going to hit all of these marks, no. but I think... The point with Aaron is that, and I think there's another character who's just a bit part who comes in and he is gay and he yeah. plays gay. And I think, obviously, you want those opportunities to go to the the own voices people. But in this case, he's playing a gay character. That's what he's doing. But acting is acting is acting. Like yeah. That's like saying, you know, oh, I can only play someone who eats sandwiches if I'm <laughs> not gluten intolerant. Like, you know, it's, th- it's going to become ridiculous. But I think as long as we're making the opportunity to give those options to disabled actors and gay actors. If if I think it's better, like, you know, have you seen Gone Girl? Yeah. Fucking Neil Patrick Harris playing one of the creepiest straight people you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We all know he's gay. Yeah. But that never enters your head when he's in no. that film. So if you start saying only gay people can play gay people, then gay people won't be allowed to play straight people. Yeah, true. And Rock Hudson would never have had a career. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I think let's help. Let's talk about the wording people use. Yeah, don't use the, the word normal is always going to end in tears, no matter when you use it that in said, any situation. I would like to give Citizen of the Week to Hot Mess Ellie because <laughs> we've all been there when you go after your friends, the guy that wants your friend. Yeah. Like, Ellie doesn't do a lot right on this show, but oh boy, she played pathetic really well this week. <laughs> She's like, well, let's. Do you want to come with me to Backlane Bar? <laughs> no. Let's go to the gym. You already went to the gym. Oh. Okay. Do you want a bone? <laughs> that was that was really sad. Yeah. It was a weird turn for him because they'd <laughs> obviously just had a wonderful time. Yeah. Yes. And there was chemistry until the minute she went, and we'll do another thing. And then he was just like, I'm shutting you down. But, but welcome also- to welcome to my a lot of people's worlds. But what about when she went <laughs> to tell the one who does like him? Yeah. Oh man, that was hard work. That was hard. I love. I loved it. I was all about it. It was so good because you could see the other one just going, "Yeah." But that's like, I'm in. <laughs> KB, there was a period of seven years where we weren't in a relationship. Yes, and yes. I, um, my life was people being interested in me and then going, "Oh, this is great. This is great. Let's have another phone call." Not nah, radio silence. Uh. So this is like. Perfect. It was, we had a great time on this date. You seemed interested. Let's go out again. Nah. But why is it always the men? Like in reality. Great question. Don't know. In reality, in the real world, it is the men who are bang up for the second go. Because. No, but I just described to you my reality, which was not that. Yeah, but you're obviously not talking to them when they've got a stiffy. I mean, obviously KB KB was up for a second go. You need to make the call when they've got a stiffy. (laughs) You're obviously talking to them. You don't talk to them after they've blown. You talk to them when the bag of clag is refilled. Not after you're in a not after you're in a chocolate coma. This is why you never (laughs) This is why you never call the next day, because it's empty. 
There's no, it's not going to fill up again. You leave it a couple of days because it fills up again and, the, and you want to empty it into something. This is revolutionary. And that's when you make the call. <laughs> so and you're like, do you want to have another date? It's like, yeah, I didn't like you, but. It, hit I, hit on full. them mid-stiffy. Yeah, you've got to get them when they, they haven't had a route. And they're like, I don't want to go out with her, but you know what? <laughs> I've got a full bag of clack. <laughs> this isn't going anywhere. Yeah, she's got to try, <laughs> try again Saturday night at 11 p.m. Yeah. I had a friend who used to get on Tinder on a Saturday night at, at like one o'clock in the morning and she lived in Fitzroy and so there were all these men loose in the streets <laughs> who'd been on Tinder dates and the girls hadn't put out and so she would rack them up from like one after the other to just pop over and, you know. Well, <laughs> Ellie, are you taking notes, my friend? Take the notes. <laughs> if you want to know questions asked Saturday night... Go and find yourself an apartment near a bunch of restaurants. <laughs> the world is your oyster. That has bloody been great. Um, that's us, I think. Adam, you are Adam Richard on Twitter. Yeah, and Instagram and all the things. And oh, AdamRichard.com. Yeah. Oh, what happens at AdamRichard.com? Not much. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a newsletter. Oh, lovely. Oh, well, I'm, I'm bloody thrilled. KB, Kind and B on Twitter. And yeah, i got nothing going on either. <laughs> we just, we're going to see. We're at work on Sunday. Recording we this. And we're about Sunday. to go up, back up to the office to do more work. To do more work. Showbiz. The, uh, Questions don't write themselves, Work Daisy. is never done. And I'm Vaya Pashas. We are neighbourspod.com. Drop us a line or an email and shout out to um, our mate Therese. Um, hope it all goes well for you in the coming weeks. And I'll be back next week with a Neighbite mini episode. And we'll speak soon. Oh, by the way, can someone set up a Twitter account for old mates overacting eyebrow? That'd Le- be great. Leo's left eyebrow. <laughs> Done. See ya. And don't forget to avoid the house because tonight because the fumes are getting fumes. The fumes. The fumes.